The Happy Hour Talks podcast was created by four women to discuss and share their experiences and perspectives on topics such as post-grad life, pop culture, and everyday life. tuning in to happy hour talks um just a brief background about what we are all about happy hour talks is a podcast created by four women where we share our experiences and perspectives on education finances relationships pop culture all of that so before we like dive into the discussion today let's introduce ourselves and let people get to know us a little bit better so I guess I can start. Um, my name is Ruth. I graduated from the University of Kentucky in 2020 with a degree in computer engineering. Um, currently, I'm working as a engineer, and it's been really fun but challenging at times. Um, outside of work, though, I like to dabble myself into different projects and hobbies like dancing, listening to music, exploring different restaurants, just doing random things in general. Um, aside from that, I consider my uh, myself a child of God. I'm a believer, so you're probably going to hear that a lot in this podcast. So please be prepared for that. And I guess that's all that I have to say right now. Anyone want to go next? I can go. Cool. Okay, yes. Um, my name is China Grundy. Um, I graduated from UK in 2020 with a liberal studies degree. Currently, um, I'm working in tech support, just trying to figure out what's next for me. I may go back and get my MBA, but I'm taking some time off, some time off until I make sure that's what I want to do. Um, in my free time, I love doing makeup. I love creating little makeup tutorials. I really love TikTok. I'm always on TikTok. Um, I love popping out to new restaurants with my friends. And, you know, I just like going out and seeing new things. Someone else would like to go. Okay. Um, so my name is Jeree. I graduated from the University of Kentucky in December of 2018. Currently, um, I'm a program director and I'm a case manager as well. Um, in my free time, I like to hang out with my son. I have a labradoodle named Salem that I like to play with. Um, she's very hyper. I like to hike and I like to find restaurants that I love to eat. Um, and I love to be creative, so I like to make things, um, do like little do-it-yourself projects and things like that. And then whoever wants to go next, they can go. Okay, so hi everyone, my name's Raina. Um, I just graduated from the University of Kentucky um, like two weeks ago, so I'm a 2021 grad. Um, I graduated with a Media Arts and Studies degree, and um, right now I'm about to have an uh, internship in the film industry. Um, some things that I like to do in my free time are reading and shopping. Um, like Ruth, I consider myself to be a Christian, so that might come up. I'm also a PK, so that might come up. So. <laughs> Just like a warning. Um, and then um, I like to spend time with my family and friends and my boyfriend. So, yeah. Hey, shout out to the boyfriend part. <laughs> um, first, I want to congratulate you for graduating. That's a huge deal. So round of applause. How does it feel to be graduated, you know? Um, one thing that I keep saying to everyone is that I feel like I'm constantly like, do I need to check Canvas? Even though I know I don't have to. <laughs> 
I just <laughs> paranoid and like I'll log on to like the my like the program for UK just to like look at my grades still even though like class has been done so I don't know I just feel like I'm supposed to be doing something even though the something is relaxing right now right <laughs> yeah. um and you graduated like your last year through a pandemic so did you have any hybrid classes did you go in person online how did you go about that so a lot of my classes were online, like fully on Zoom, so especially first semester when we came back to campus, like after like the really worst part of COVID, I guess, like in the fall, um, a lot of my classes were online, but I did have some in-person classes. Um, being a media arts major, a lot of our classes are hands-on because you have to take production-based classes. So like you have to go operate a camera. But the way they handled that was they made everybody like Lysol things as soon as they were finished like operating their equipment. And then some things we weren't really supposed to touch. Um, specifically like when we were practicing technical directing with the switcher and like the audio visual room like in the studio on campus, um, they really tried to limit like who was touching that um, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, but I did have like hybrid classes, online classes, but I was still on campus every day because I had an on-campus job. So it was, I was remote, but not remote. So yeah. And how was the culture, the dynamic at UK? Were people like wearing masks? Were they following the rules? And you know, you know how UK be, y'all know. Um, I think it was like a good mix. I honestly can't like really talk about what was going on in the dorms because this is my first year living off campus. So, and like where I live, I guess everyone has their own space so that really didn't matter like I wasn't really paying attention to like how other people were living also right. like on campus people were trying to like follow it as much as possible the only thing I really noticed especially during like the summer months of fall semester was people really really wouldn't like keep their masks up like walking through campus but that's outside so like I guess there is more leeway room um but they were usually good about keeping them on in class um, I always wipe down my desks if I had an in-person class and other people were doing that too. So people were good about it. I just don't know what like living on campus. campus like. Yeah. Um, were there any campus events going on? Like just how was UK, you know? Was it normal? Was it more regulated? Um, something I noticed is like, I know y'all know all like SAB events like the coloring nights and like the paint nights that they usually have, which is Student Activities Board. If you're not familiar with the University of Kentucky, um, they host a lot of different events. Um, SAB was still doing that. Um, they would do things like virtually, like virtual bingo nights and things like that. But then there was like the occasional like event like stuff a plush on campus, but they would like limit, I guess, like who was going and like make it safe as safe as possible with like social distancing and things so things are still happening um i used to work at the football stadium kroger field so like i had to go to work but that was like a lot different than normal um more different than like it has been in uh the past so they like limit the amount of people that could be in the lounges they also like towards the end of the season made it to where you couldn't even really like sit down in the lounges it was like mm -hmm. you could come and like grab your food eat drink because that's like the only areas of the stadium you could drink in like alcohol so they would get like a alcoholic beverage and like drink it really fast and then or just like take it back outside so I don't know I never went to a basketball game so I don't know how that culture was on campus but yeah. well it was like normal but not normal because during a typical season like people sit outside anyway but it was like we were enforcing like sit outside yeah <laughs> okay um 
As you all probably heard, we all attended the University of Kentucky, which is a predominantly white institute, AKA a PWI, meaning there's a lot of white folks everywhere. Um, I just wanna like touch on that and our experiences attending a PWI as black women. So before, um, when, before we like jump into things again, why, let's just backtrack to high school, senior year of high school, why we chose to attend the University of Kentucky and just the process in general. Drew, would you like to, you know, share your story? Sure, so I'll go first. Um, so I graduated high school in 2014 um, and I had applied to multiple schools. But for some reason, it was kind of like a bat bandwagon thing for me. Everyone was going to UK and I was like, I wanna go too. Um, so I think I was like kind of one of the last people to get my acceptance letter. And although I probably would have had better choices, I kind of followed my peers and went to UK. Um, so I kind of guess that's the reasoning. And you know, sometimes when, I don't know if it's for other people that went to UK, but for people in my town, they thought like if you went to UK, you were super smart. And once I got to campus, I kind of realized, you know, this isn't, I don't really know the word um, right now, but <laughs> you know, UK isn't like Harvard or Yale or anything. It's no, it's just a, it's a D1 school that's, you know, pretty known. So I don't think it has to do with anything with like, you know, your intelligence or academic wise, like based on you getting in. Anyone would like to share also why they applied and attended UK? China, Raina. <laughs> I was just going to say that I definitely went to UK because my brother went here. Just being honest, he graduated in 2015 and I got really comfortable like visiting Lexington and stuff. So I liked campus and I knew that there were going to be a lot of improvements, specifically that we could close the door on someone in our dorm rooms, meaning that we had our own personal bedroom. I'm not even going to lie. That played a big role in um, like my decision making process because in high school, I was all about HBCUs. But um, my family lives in, I guess, the Midwest. And uh, when I was trying to figure out which one I wanted to go to, I was all about Howard. And my dad was like, you can go, but you're only going to come home during the summer. And so I was like, LOL, I guess I'm going to UK. <laughs> so yeah, I wanted to be able to come home. And yeah, my HBC dreams kind of went out the window. <laughs> Okay, um, so when it comes to me, like, I don't feel like anyone ever bigged up HBCUs to me. Um, but looking back at the culture, I'm like, it seems so fun. I wish I would have went, but I don't know if I would have finished in the same amount of time. I just don't know. But um, originally, I was thinking about Ohio State or Vanderbilt. Um, I knew that I wanted to be a forensic pathologist. And I knew that <clears throat> these places had those specific programs that, you know, could get me there. Um, some stuff had happened. And ultimately, you know, I was like, okay, maybe I should start thinking more just stay in Kentucky. So I was like, UofL, UK. Um, I was actually really close to going to UofL, but I think ultimately, you know, 
UK was just more on it about emailing me and getting me involved and getting me interested. I think maybe I felt like UofL didn't really care. So that was kind of stuck up on me. But, you know, whoever was emailing me the most, I was like, let me just apply here. So I applied and I got in and they offered the right scholarships. I had cousins that, you know, also gradu- graduated from UK. I had one that lived in Lexington. So it just seemed the most convenient thing to do. I knew I needed to stay in Kentucky and just kind of fill things out. I agree with all of you all. Um, I applied to UK, well, I actually applied to three different schools. One um, located in Louisville, Kentucky called Bellarmine University. Another one was Loyola University of Chicago. And the third one was UK. Why I chose UK was number one, finances. UK um, gave me like a scholarship. I'm gonna keep it 100. They gave me a diversity scholarship. I also had in-state tuition and it just made sense overall for me to go to UK. Now, when people ask me, girl, why didn't you go to K-State? It was just down the street. I'm like, why didn't I, you know, look into HBCs or like other schools, you know? Um, yeah, so that's just something that I would like for you all who are applying to college to explore. Explore your options. Don't get peer pressure. Think about the finances. What makes sense overall for you? Don't try to, you know, like get into the hype of, oh, I'm about to go to a D1 school. I'm about to, you know, be going to tailgates, football games, basketball games. No, do things for you. And another advice that I will share is look into the program of study before you go to college. I know sometimes people, we don't really know what we want to major in, but you don't want to waste two years out of school that doesn't even have the program you want to study. So also when I was applying to UK, I was looking at the different engineering programs they had. And UK had a lot of, well, the program of study that I wanted to do. So that also played a huge role for why I attended UK. And yeah, basically that's it. Um, So once we got to campus at a white school, how was the vibe? How was it for you all? Like, did you join any organizations? Did you meet diverse people? Just talk about that, you know, share your experiences. Um, so I came in as a bio major, um, you know, any of the STEM majors are already very much not diverse. Um, so especially being a woman, a black woman, there's not a lot of black women, you know, within this major. So for me, um, when I first came to campus, I was in an LLP, the living learning program. I was in STEM cats and I just noticed just how white it was. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. Um, I know that my friends before I came to campus, um, you know, I just, I didn't, it didn't seem like I brought a lot of black friends to campus, unfortunately. A lot of my black friends ended up going to WKU or EKU. So I think for me, it wasn't necessarily a culture shock. I was used to having other types of friends, but I realized pretty quickly that within that degree, I was going to need some support from people who got it. You know, when you're sitting in class and you're talking to a professor and you're peeping that maybe there's one or two microaggressions and what they're saying, I need someone to vent to. And I realized that I didn't have that person. So um, 
even though I didn't necessarily immediately get involved in Black organizations, I think I just try to put myself out there with getting connected with um, Black mentors on campus. I, jo I joined I Am A Woman in STEM, which they connected me specifically with Black um, mentors. And I think that was kind of my saving grace. Even though I did end up changing my major, I know I probably stayed in the biology major as long as I did because I had those mentors who were like me and who I could vent to and talk to about my professors and oh my gosh this happened today so that was everything for me I, you need a black person you need <laughs> black people you can vent to and talk with because they get it you know 100 percent Um, for me, it wasn't like a culture shock, kind of like similar to what China was just saying, um, specifically because I always grew up in predominantly white areas and went to predominantly white schools. Um, so I was kind of used to being the only one or like one of the few that were at like wherever I was attending school. So it, it didn't bother me, but I was hoping to see like more of us on campus, to be honest with you, just like looking at how well my brother's experience was and like the, a, the different things he did to make friends that were um, similar to him and look like him and things like that. But it was a little bit different than I thought it was going to be. Um, one of the first things I did when I joined campus was join Christian Student Fellowship or CSF. And I definitely connected with the black students there. Uh, they were like my group of people my freshman year. Um, I really depended on them and I was just really grateful to have a community that was Christian, but also that like they were black and I could talk to them about like the struggles of being a black student at a PWI. So um, I also didn't really like fully like reach out as much as I should have about joining like specific black organizations like black student union and things. Um, but I did find like my people and I was glad that I found my people. <laughs> Um, like China and Raina both said, it wasn't a culture shock because I wouldn't say my high school was predominantly white. Actually, I'm lying. It was predominantly white. <laughs> um, and so I kind of always felt like, you know, we may have had two or three black and brown students in the class. But when I got to um, UK, I think it was like the summer orientation. I like would look around me and I'm like, where's the people that look like me? Um, so that was very hard for me to grasp. And I kind of struggled with it because I couldn't understand why, because, you know, I went to a high school that was predominantly white. Um, but I think it's because I had more people in my classrooms then that looked like me. So that helped. Um, so I ended up joining um, an organization called Iron Diversity. I became the secretary my freshman year. And I also join student support services and I would definitely recommend that for you know anybody that is first generation um, their parents are low income um, or if they have a documented disability because that's where I found people that look like me um, that they could relate to me because you know when you go to a university you get hit with all these different struggles that you know you probably weren't hit with before and so I was able to find people that related to me and my struggles because you know when you go to the classroom more than likely, I don't know if that was the case for everyone else, but at UK, sometimes I was the only Black student until I got to my African-American studies classes. I and mean, that's when I saw people that looked like me. And even then, like, I was kind of shocked because, you know, I was an African-American studies minor, but there were still, like, microaggressions in those classes. And I didn't understand, like, why would you take those classes if you felt this way? Mm -hmm. um, so definitely finding people that look like you, um, that have the same, I wouldn't really say the same beliefs, but, you know, someone that you can tell your opinion to and they won't really 
that you can kind of communicate with pretty much um, just because it's very hard and just, I don't know, just finding your people is the main thing that I would say. 100%. I know um, senior year of high school, I, me and Drew, we went to the same high school. So we were always friends. Um, and I would text her like, yo, like, how is campus life? How is Greek life? How is like the Black people at UK? And she would tell me all of this. So I'm like, um, before I went to UK, I convinced her to live with me like in a dorm and so when I got to UK I had a black roommate I'm like oh this is lit like she gets me like I'm straight but then I started walking around campus going to like um different events like campus ruckus all of that and it was just a lot of white people everywhere and it wasn't a problem at all but I just started to realize that at UK there was a division and a division like I'm saying we had a black UK like I don't know if other schools or other PWIs have a black community but we had a black UK which was very small of course consisting of like black people we knew if you were black there's a good chance you knew someone else in a different organization just because they were black or you knew this person in another class just because you know they're black so UK definitely created their own space of black people well black people created our own space at UK and it was really nice um I did join a few organizations mostly diverse organizations it wasn't it wasn't just specifically targeted for black people at first so I joined like the society of women engineers which is nice to have like women in my field who went through the same things I went through I joined, um, I was in a sorority, which was a diverse sorority, which is pretty cool. And then my junior year of college, I joined the National Society of Black Engineers. So one, we have like black people in my field who I can vent to. And two, I was a part of just a diverse group of organizations, which made me feel like I belonged at UK. Like even though UK didn't really have diversity. I felt like I made sure to reach out to diverse people and organizations. And that helped me a lot. So if you're thinking about going to PWI, just start thinking about how you want to get involved in the different organizations you would like to be a part of. Um, I also want to jump into another discussion really quick. You all do have regrets, but would you change going back to UK as your 18, 17 year old self? I can answer. Um, I do think I would have considered other schools. I think that UK was fine, um, but I just feel like maybe, sometimes I feel like if I was out of state, I wouldn't have felt so comfortable and I wouldn't have had any choice but to hop out of my comfort zone. And I probably would have done a lot of things differently looking back, just personally. Um, personally, I don't think that I would change it only because I went through a lot of struggles at UK and I think it helped me in my adult life because, you know, a lot of college students, they struggle, but I don't know if I would have those same struggles if I had went to an HBCU. Um, and I don't know if I would actually have finished out either because, you know, when you're at a PWI and you're the only black student in the class, you know, 
it kind of feels like you have to be the face of Black people. So I felt like, you know, when I was in my classes that I had to show out, be the best, get all A's, get all B's, um, have this high GPA. And I don't know if I would have those same expectations for myself if I went anywhere else. Um, looking back, I think uh, I would have considered other schools, but I still probably would have chosen UK, even though I did come here, like a big factor was the fact that my brother went here and I was used to like the culture of UK. Um, if I didn't have that, I still probably would have like considered it. Um, I applied to five schools, but I knew that UK was like where I was ultimately going to end up. And if anything, I think the decision-making process of coming to UK, if I would have done anything differently, it would have been um, going in as the major I finished as, because uh, I started as an education major and it wasn't for me. And when I switched to media arts, I'm like, I should have been doing this the whole time. So if anything, I just would have switched my major from like the beginning and not hesitated. Um, but there's things we can always do differently, but we can't go back. And I appreciate what UK has taught me. And um, I'm excited to see where it's gonna take me in the future. I agree with um, what you all said. I don't have any regrets. I'm happy I went to UK. And like what Dre said, being black at a PWI made me work harder. Like sometimes I would be in class and a teacher might say some slicks microaggression. And I'm like, yo, don't play with me. Like you don't know you don't know me, you don't know my work ethic, like, I'm Ruth, okay, like, I make things happen at the end of the day, so I'm like, I might struggle in this class, and I might fail the class, and I might have to retake it, but, like, I'm gonna get it done, so being Black was definitely a motivation for me to get that degree ASAP and get out of there. Um, have you guys ever interacted with someone who went to HBCU? And you kind of felt like they were judging you or kind of looked at you like, why didn't you go to HBCU and you went to PWI? Have you ever had that encounter or did you ever feel less Black talking to someone who went to an HBCU? Like, just talk about that, you know? Um, I haven't had like a in-person negative interaction, but I think we've all been a part of or seen the arguments on Twitter before. <laughs> um, and now some of those same arguments are moving onto the Clubhouse platform. I don't know if you guys are like familiar with Clubhouse. Um, so I've only really like seen and maybe interacted with some like semi uh, like on social media, but being the daughter of two HBCU graduates, that was kind of interesting. Um, my parents went to Benedict College in South Carolina and like they, for them to be the daughter of people who went to HBCUs, I never felt the pressure to fully go to one. Um, they gave me the information about it. They support um, black colleges and universities, but it wasn't like I had to do it and they didn't like guilt trip me because I wanted to be a wildcat. Um, but if anything, the negative interactions were just on social media because people have Twitter fingers. So <laughs> yeah. So I actually, oh, I can't talk today. So I actually experienced that in-person interaction. Um, I had a friend who went to HBCU and, you know, halfway through my college experience, I was like, uh, maybe I should switch to one. And the friend was like, you shouldn't switch to one. You would never fit in. And so that kind of like bothered me because it's just like, 
you don't think I could fit in because I go to a PWI. So that makes me less than. Um, so that was really my only experience. Like Marina said, it's mostly on Twitter that I see stuff, you know, like you said, people have Twitter fingers. Um, and there's always debates on like, if we're less than black or we don't have the right to say certain things because we went to a white institution. Um, <clears throat> I can't say that I really had that problem or anyone talked down to me because I went to a PWI. Um, like I said, it's black Twitter stuff. I don't really see, see that happen in real life. Um, sometimes I forget for a brief time, I actually did go to an, a historically black high school. I went to Central and Louisville for a little bit. Um, so that kind of gave me maybe a little bit of a taste of what an HBCU was going to be like. Um, like I said, I, sometimes I still think about, Ooh, I should have went to an HBCU, but you know, I did what was best for me. I went where the money resided and, you know, unless someone was going to pay my tuition for me, you can't have no type of feelings about that. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> Facts though. Um, I have had an encounter with actually one of my close friends. She went to HBCU and sometimes she would say like little remarks. We would like, for example, we went out to eat and a, the um, check came. So we were trying to figure out how we we're going to pay Venmo, Cash App. And she was like, girl, you be using Venmo. That's what that white school be using. And I was like, okay, like I have different platforms to, you know, like send money, but it's just like sometimes I would receive comments like, oh, y'all don't have the sauce as like an HBCU or like y'all have homecoming. Uh, like it's not like an HBCU homecoming or I don't know. Like, and then sometimes they would get shocked that we have like a Greek, black Greek life and PhD at our school. And I'm like, yes, y'all, like we still have a black community at a PWI. It might not be big, but it's still a community. And we're just like y'all, you know, like we, some might believe in like social justice, the same point of view as you all, but we just went to two different schools. And the reason why we went to the schools was because of the opportunities or the finances that would have came out of that school. It's not because we didn't want to go to a black college, but just like the opportunities of going to a PWI. Um, have you guys ever felt like a sellout going to PWI instead of HBCU or no? Not really. You know, like I said, I just I, I didn't want any debt when I graduated. So I went where that <laughs> who was going to make that happen for me. So mm -hmm. I don't know, feel like a sellout. <laughs> um, no, not at all. Like China said, um, I went with although like, you know, my choices back in high school were based on popularity also went with a school that was going to do the most for me financially. And um, so I don't regret my decision or feel like uh, I'm a sellout. I don't at all. Uh, I'm happy with my decision. And I guess other people have to be happy with it as well because I already graduated. So Thank you. Yeah, I don't feel like a sellout. This was the best de decision for me and I'm happy I did it. Um, with that being said, again, if you're applying to schools, do things that will benefit you, what makes you happy and where you know you're gonna thrive. Don't try to go to like the hype of Twitter, black Twitter, all of that, do what you wanna do and what you know is gonna work for you in the future. Um, do you all have anything else to say at all about your experiences going to UK, any advice? 
anything people should look out for? Um, I would just say to make sure, you know, it's hard because some people come in as introverts. I know social media and phones, like people don't even like talking anymore. But if you can get out there and go to a Black student union meeting, you know, join a, a Greek life if you want to. Um, you know, there's a lot of different Black Black organizations on campus that you can get involved in just so you can have a tribe. Like just get involved, you know, as best as you can. I would say like, um, China said, just interact, um, get your face known because networking is everything. Um, you know, sometimes networking holds more weight than your degree, um, I feel like. Um, so, you know, network with the Black professors on campus, um, you know, those who hold different chairmen offices. Uh, I'll probably use that term wrong. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, but... <laughs> Just network. Um, I came in to UK as an introvert. I usually don't talk very much. Um, and that's kind of one thing I regretted. Um, because if I could change everything all over again, I would make sure that I interacted with more students. Um, like Ruth said earlier, me and her lived with each other. She would try to pull me out of the dorm multiple times. And I'd be like, no, Ruth, I'm staying in the bed. Like, I'm not coming out. And I didn't really, you know, start interacting with more students until I hit my junior year. So I feel like, you know, if I started doing that my freshman year, my experience would be a little bit different at UK. Um, I would just say the be confident in your decision to come to the University of Kentucky. If you are going to come, don't let anyone make you feel bad about your decision. Um, I agree with the networking statement. Definitely network with your professors, especially if you're considering to go to grad school because they can help you with recommendations or even just recommendations for internships because I know that has helped me. Um, and then I would also just say to push yourself out of your comfort zone. I didn't start doing that until later in my college career. And I definitely do. Like if I have regrets, that's one of the regrets I have. It's okay to go out every now and then. And <laughs> baby Raina, little 18 year old Raina did not know that. I was so focused on keeping my GPA high. And then towards the end, I'm like, I could have gone out and still made eight on this exam. So um, obviously be responsible, get your work done first, but it's okay to take a break. It's okay to be able to breathe and not constantly be worried about schoolwork. Um, and just be proud of your blackness if you choose to come to PWI because it's not diluted or lessened any if you decide to come to a predominantly white institution. Yes, um, for me, again, network, network, network. Um, you can network with your peers or professors. I know that sometimes some of my black friends or just friends in general will put me on to different opportunities. They'll be like, hey girl, apply to this scholarship, apply to this program. And I would, sometimes I wouldn't get in, but it was cool to just receive those resources. And like, I had to apply to this one program for women in tech. And I had my resident director who was black write me a like letter of recommendation and I ended up getting it. So if I didn't have that network, some of the opportunities I would have gotten in college wouldn't have fell through or fell through or like happened. So please network, please get involved. It might be hard. I know like 
it might be hard, um, weird to say, but I am an introvert. But when it comes down to making things happen, getting the money, getting the opportunities, I'm out there. I'm talking to people. I'm joining different organizations, different groups. I'm out there. So just start thinking about what you want to do. I know people are like, oh, when you go to college, don't have a major ready. No, just have different ideas of what you want to do and start planning what like how you might get there have different options if you would like but just always make sure you have a plan having a plan is so important to get things done but that's all that I have to say any last comment questions where do you all want people to follow you message you like is there any platforms you would like for people to reach you out on I know for me you can hit me up in the email below which is happyhourtalks1 at gmail.com. But that's about it from my point in, from my point of view or my end. <laughs> I'm stuttering. Oh, well. Um, I would just say follow our Instagram, which I think it's H2T Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure if you direct message our Instagram, any one of us will respond. So you can connect with me on TikTok. Like I said, I love making those at Miss China Baby. It's just M I S S C H I N A B A B Y. Like Marina said, you can connect with us through our Instagram. Um, if you send a direct message, like she said, more than likely one of us will get back to it. Um, and feel free to message me anytime. I have a child who's up all the time. So I'm always late. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for checking out today's episode. Make sure you connect with us on Instagram at H2T Podcast and check out the Happy Hour Talks YouTube channel.